episode seven of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we'll analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of 5MinutesOfMime.com. And with us again today is Donald, Steve, and Grant. Together they are Aloha Screwdriver. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Yes, welcome (laughs) back. And we are back to discuss Minute 7 of This is Spinal Tap. Minute 7 discusses, uh, it starts with a discussion of um, what keeps happening to the drummers of Spinal Tap. Whatever became (laughs) of Stumpy Joe. It ends with Bobby Fleckman giving us an oh yes uh in between we have uh some more interview with uh with the band at nigel's castle and we get a little bit of the opening night party to kick off their north american tour all right so yeah so let's start with so what happened with stumpy joe (laughs) (laughs) he died we know that Yeah, what did happen to Stumpy Joe? Something a little bit different. Yeah, so I guess this is, it seems like this is going to be a recurring theme of this movie and of this band, that the drummers pass away under unusual circumstances. So we had a bizarre gardening accident, and now we have a drummer that chokes on someone else's vomit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, first, they, they first play it like he choked on... Maybe his own vomit, and then sure. more specific, they're like, actually, it was it was someone else's vomit. Right. Yeah, it wasn't just any vomit, it right? Was... No. And that's yeah, that's one of those things that the way <laughs> it makes me wonder the way Harry Shearer says he the official explanation was he choked on vomit, which I, th- I think is a nod to like Hendrix. You know? Sure, Hendrix, sure. You know, he did a bunch of drugs, and then he the official way he died was he choked on vomit. So I don't know if he left that door open on purpose so someone else could make that gag, mm-hmm. or it was just kind of a. Uh, uh, fortuitous moment that uh they jumped on but either way it's delightful (laughs) totally (laughs) yeah and they're looking i'm looking they are kind of all of a sudden the moods changed whereas the bizarre gardening accident they still seemed a bit jovial yeah Yeah. nostalgic for you know for yeah and now this this stumpy (laughs) seems a little bit more serious yeah, almost like the gardening accident was inevitable. <laughs> yeah, we knew this was more. Coming. This was more of a surprise, <laughs> yeah. a shock. Yeah, well, I think that. Well, they're also they're genuinely curious about. Well, they don't who's know vomit who's vomit was, yeah. right? Well, and they say you can't dust for vomit, but you know, and maybe back then you couldn't do DNA testing. But yeah. now we could right. definitely. If if, yeah. if you died, Grant, yeah. from choking on vomit, we would. I think Donald and I would. I would want to know whose vomit killed you. I can sleep easier than that. Though. Yeah, I mean, we would definitely put that on your gravestone. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we've there's been advances in vomit technology. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We could easily yeah. figure out whose vomit that was. Scotland Yard dusting for vomit, though. That, no. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't do it. No, not in the 80s. They could have dusted for fingerprints. Though. Right, but, mm-hmm. but the vomit, they <laughs> no. don't know. No. Well, who knows how many fingers were all over. Or how the vomit got in, like... I mean, it's very unusual to have someone vomit in your mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, not if you're a parent. I, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I heard plenty of stories. Uh, there have been near misses for myself. But... Yeah, no, but yeah, even DNA and also the reality of DNA and also <laughs> the um, way that people handle 
evidence and all that stuff really got serious after the debacle of OJ, not to get too serious, but I yeah. mean, that changed the way right. that they handle evidence. So if in a, in a post OJ world, mm-hmm. we may have found out the mystery of that vomit, not back here. In yeah. The, and they probably the didn't like preserve some of the vomit just in case there was technology later on right, to test right. it out. Right. right. I like to think that maybe Stumpy was like strung out on heroin with somebody else mm-hmm. and they were in romantic embrace. Right, and and they kind of passed out kissing, and then what the other the his partner woke up vomiting into his mouth, and it was actually kind of like a love vomit choke situation. Mm, now, see, I, 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 I think yeah. that's sweet. That's I like how, to take that's the how drugs, he wants me to remember. But I want to take romantic. The, we could make it weirder. Like <laughs> they they were not on drugs. Oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> it was just what they were into. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, see, that's even weirder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for two deaths now, two drummer deaths now, we've got a couple of sexual scenarios. (laughs) Donald Donald goes right there. Donald's sexual death is like... (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to go out... (laughs) Although, you know, garden garden perversity is not necessarily the way I want to... <laughs> not no, necessarily. Not like necessarily. You're not the door necessarily open. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps we should leave that unanswered. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, what else is going on here? We've got. I was mentioning how I thought Harry Shearer's wig was probably my the most natural it's wig of lu- all of luxurious. them. Luxurious. It is luxurious. Yeah. Do you think that's all his real mustache, or did he? I think I so. Think so. Yeah. I think he that grew it. Real. I mean, he. That's not hard to grow that and trim it. I feel like that's new to the yeah. movie. And that is that is that a nod to Lemmy, the, the mustache? Uh, 100%. Yeah, that's a total Lemmy mustache. Player, yeah. But he's so much more mild-mannered than Lemmy. He's, <laughs> he's the quiet one of the band. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. Yeah, 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 I definitely think so. I think the stash. And when funny. I look at his face there, that does seem like he was playing the bass player in the old footage. Like facial oh, yeah, uh, yeah. shape, chin yeah. shape and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The profile. Yeah. Um, he's also smoking a pipe. 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 I thought, well, the first time I saw it, I was like, well, that's odd. Yeah. No, it totally ties into like the Gandalfian druid, you know, yeah. right. that they explore later on. And what is, is he wearing a, what it, what's that shirt all about? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost, is it Western in some way or it, oh, there's words on it. There's, there's yeah. writing. I can't see what it says because he's got like a jacket a... on over it. Yeah, yeah, it's a button-up shirt with some words stitched on it. And stripes? Yeah, is it a... Because they do... There is a... There are jerseys worn throughout this. Yeah, That's a really good question. Yeah, I'm gonna... And just those lapels. I mean, look at the lapels on his jacket. Yeah. Yes. He could take off. (laughs) (laughs) He starts running. Between that and his mustache, he could really catch some air. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, I mean, I do have some notes on other scenes where where Derek is wearing a, a football jersey or a soccer jersey for, for us Americans, um, but I don't have anything on this scene. Uh, yeah. I can't really tell. There is, there is some kind of writing. I almost thought, at first I thought he had a badge or something or a lanyard around his neck, mm-hmm. but, but looking at it closer, it does look like it's stripes on the shirt. It's a black stripe on a red shirt with some embroidery. Can't really tell more than that, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, then we kind of... Does he ever smoke the pipe? I don't think... I don't know that he ever he just actually... Holds it. He just holds it. Plays with it a little. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I think in an earlier minute, there's another in another segment of this interview, he's kind of digging at it. He might have like a pipe tool. But yeah, I don't yeah. know if we ever actually see him smoke it. It's I don't think dead. we ever see him actually like light it up. I mm. think that's a most of your time spent smoking a pipe is fiddling that is fiddling. I think you might be right. Yeah, I think you're right. It's prepping it. It kind of requires a certain amount of technical knowledge to, <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to use. You know, the other thing that strikes me is that for a hair metal band, you'd think they'd have like a tattoo. Right. Like maybe one yeah. among the four right. of them at least. Like there's but like I'm seeing arms with no tattoos, legs with no tattoos. Yeah. I feel like we... Yeah, that's a good point. Was that a glam rock thing, though? I feel like that came a little later. Or, or you know, it was very distinctly like a punk thing for a while. And now everyone... Well, now everyone has tattoos. But, like, I know, I feel like it was a, it was a, yeah. it was a rock star thing yeah. in the 80s to get tattoos. What type of tattoos, if you were going to put tattoos on them? I mean, definitely skulls. Mm-hmm. Right? Skulls, yeah. Uh, bones that they all have kind of different like david's less of a skull and bones kind of a guy he's more of a poet dreamer yeah Yeah, so maybe some lyrics Mm -hmm. like some lyrics across his chest or something he would have like a butterfly or a unicorn oh Oh, see that that, yeah the the tramp stamp wasn't a thing back then (laughs) otherwise i feel like they could have been utilized in this movie very well i feel like nigel would possibly have the name of at least one woman, uh, pro- possibly covered up mm. uh, by mm. another later tattoo. But... Mm. Yeah, or um, a misspelled word. Oh, oh yeah, that yeah. That would be very yeah. spinal like accidentally tap. Accidentally misspelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like these, these aren't the kind of guys that would, you know, put together some art and then go on down to the tattoo shop and have a, a long discussion with the artist planning it out. But you think at some point... In, you know, that that rock and roll lifestyle on the road, there'd be some crazy party and, you know, sex and drugs and rock and roll. And then someone just whips out a tattoo needle and and starts going to town. And then they wake up the next day and like, oh, hey, what's that? Right. That kind of tattoo. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That reminds me of a good (laughs) story. I used to work with this guy and it was at I this is old school Sacramento Donald so I don't know if you're this is bag full of bagels do you ever remember that place (laughs) well it was the first place I ever worked so I had like my big super big Robert Smith hair and um looked pretty (laughs) punk or whatever you wanted to call it at the time but I um one of the guys that ended up being hired on as a manager he was really into music like he was one of those guys that had like the music room at his house and everything was set up just perfectly and you know great sound system and (laughs) records all alphabetized and categorized Mm. and all that stuff but just as an aside it was one of the things interesting about it was that he only at the time only listened to the exact most popular music top 40 remember Mm. top 40 was a thing right he would only he let that dictate to him what was good music. So I mean, he would be passionate about certain artists within that genre, but he only ever listened to top forty. So dig past it at all? Yeah, yeah, no. So it was funny. I remember years later because I know I gave him a hard time about that, and a lot of other people that worked there, like, dude, there's so much. <laughs> great music out there you know and this was in the mid 80s so around this time um he did end up busting out and said heidi i i ran into me heidi i i gained my own 
opinion about music, <laughs> like all different types. But anyways, we, we used to party at this bagel shop. We would pool our tips and um, we'd pool our tips and get up a few hundred dollars and then just throw a rager. And we were totally raging and... Oh, uh, I won't go into major rager detail, but um, <laughs> I do remember at one point somebody, you know, him admitting that he had a tattoo, but he didn't want to show anybody. Ah, so, of course, we were like, dude, you got to show us your tattoo. So finally, we got him drunk enough for him to show us and it was a tramp stamp so it was uh, kind of in a funny spot it it was kind of butt cheekish it was a little more Mm. on the cheek but the worst thing about it was that everybody after looking at it turned to each other and said what is it supposed to be (laughs) and it was a very horribly done the mouth and tongue logo from the Rolling Stones. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jeez. It just looked like maybe it was a natural birthmark. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he oh, was, wow. he, and he knew the shame. He knew it was bad. Oh my God. But yeah, to not even be able to recognize yeah. it. At least he knew it was bad. I feel like sometimes I meet people and they have tattoos and they're like, look at my new tattoo. And I'm like, ooh, that's not a good tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> You can't say that, of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like ugly. Yeah. (laughs) It's adorable. Or or a child's name. Yeah. Oh, my great uncle went to jail with that name. Yeah. You just keep it to yourself. (laughs) So speaking of stories, one of the things we've been doing with our guests is asking them if they have any amusing or interesting stories of life, uh, either performing or as an audience member at a concert, any real life Spinal Tap moments. And I'm sure... With a band with a name like Aloha Screwdriver, you guys must have uh, at least a story or two you can you can share with our audience. Yeah, these these guys have a history of getting <clears throat> kissed randomly at shows. I yeah, have the I have the um, honor of being kissed by the racist. Yeah, yeah. The, the girl that kissed me in Seattle, Seattle. Yeah, in yeah, Seattle, Seattle. <laughs> and then got ejected from the club for getting into a, a racial argument with someone, and she was a full-on racist. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, that was but rough. you didn't know that at the time. I she didn't. Was and to be fair, forcing her kiss on you. Yeah, she forced her kiss on me, yeah. and then um, she then got ejected for yeah. being a racist. So. I w- I don't know if the woman who kissed me was racist or not, but I we do. There's a bit where I run out and Steve and I have a I don't know should I give I don't know we have a, we yeah. have a laser gun battle in the middle of one of our songs, and uh, and so one one time we're playing here in Oakland and I I sat down in a booth at a table and there was a woman who just threw her arm around me and immediately started kissing me on the cheek and saying you're hot you're hot and I was like trying to shoot Steve with a laser gun so it was you know <laughs> distracting awkward, yeah, and awkward and everything so I got up. But I know, yeah, I know. I didn't talk to her later or anything. I never found out. Yeah, uh, her opinions on Black Lives Matter. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say too. I, I played in San Jose with a a, pre, a different band, and we were the opening act for this show. Was it literally? I mean, this could have been a Spinal Tap on stage. This band, they were a hair metal band, but, but they were not good. Um, and the, the drummer was playing an all electronic drum set. Mm, Which I, you just got a picture in your head, like a metal band with all these oh. mini electronic drum set pads, and the guy was playing his ass off on this thing. I mean, he he was playing it like he was playing the biggest Metallica drum set on the planet or something, right? And then at the end of the show, the bass player did this really mediocre bass run and hit something on the end of his bass that sent fireworks shooting into the audience. <laughs> which uh, there were only like ten people in the audience, but the ten people in the audience just all ran for cover. <laughs> and, 
I mean, that was like the closest thing to a Spinal Tap incident oh. I've ever, like real life Spinal yeah. Tap. Mm. And it was a, it became like a joke when that band was playing. Like, should we go see them? It's hilarious every time. Yeah. Um, and so that was a long time ago. And I cannot I, remember the name of the band. I've definitely seen bands. Yeah, I, I saw a band when I was in college down in San Luis Obispo. The singer, I don't know if I should name, it feels impolite. The, the singer had very clearly, he, he had straightened his hair and he like kind of, he was headbanging while he was playing and singing and his, he would get sweaty and his hair would like kind of <laughs> just like, he, he had clearly planned out his hair and everything. Mm. And their music, I, I thought their music at the time was good. It hasn't aged well, but they were just so hard to watch because he was so into himself. And we were mm. in this place, like a little, little hall, like a, it was called the Trinity Hall in St. Louis, just tiniest little place, you know. And he's acting like it was an arena show. Right. You know? And uh, and so I told my now wife about it, and she was like, oh, we have to see them. So she came with me to another show purely for the gawking yes. aspect of it. Like, And sometimes it is it is fun to just enjoy the theater of, of a band, you know, knowing that, you know, they're not going to have a fantastic song like Sex Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think in our band we've had any specific spinal tap moments, but we've had some, some unique moments. Um, one time in... Seattle again. Everything happens in Seattle, apparently. But um, Grant was doing some great rock star move and jumped on a, uh, what was it, a couch behind so us? Yeah, so vinyl that, seating. Vinyl seating, yeah. which he didn't know was loose, and <laughs> he jumped on it. He fell backwards, knocked over yeah. half of the drum set, um, and sprained his ankle. Yeah. <laughs> and with, played the rest of the and show. And played the rest, of the, the rest of the song on his pain. back. Oh my right? God. Yeah. And the drum set's half knocked over. Yeah. We finished the song. He gets up. And I think it was at that moment you were like, oh, crap. Yeah, <laughs> when I not... when I stood up, I realized, oh, why does my left leg or what? I, I don't even remember which foot it was, thankfully. But yeah, just why does this feel like jelly? And I uh, I spent the, the rest of the show in kind of Karate Kid pose. Mm. Right. And I, remember, I turned around at one point to tell Steve, like, I really hurt myself. <laughs> 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 he was just I was like, I don't know. And then there was like, I feel like there was an encore opportunity. Like, oh, yeah, and we ended, did. Yeah. And we did the encore anyways. We, and, the show must go on. And we were driving, and unfortunately it was his right foot. And, um, oh, that's and right. so yeah, Donald and I had to drive the entire way home. Back to Portland. Where Grant just yeah. sat in the back seat lounging around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you guys were kind enough to let me see. That's yeah, yeah, yeah putting you elevate your leg. It was pretty eyesight. epic. It was pretty, it was pretty good. Uh, and then there was stories. the time I died. There was the time you died. Yeah. Well, he, so Dad, yeah, there Donald's was a tell story. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. We actually we had to play a show without Grant entirely. Exactly. He was. And, uh, a, he was I a had corpse. a I had a plastic uh, animated skull that whose eyes would kind of dart back and forth, and so Steve and I just played the show without Grant, without a bass player, and we just mounted that skull on a microphone stand the entire time. And he was kind of like our our little yeah. corpse Grant. Yeah. yeah, I got what was the best I show ever. I was sick and it was like too close to the show date to cancel. Yeah. Like so you guys day. just had to decide, well, do we bail at the last minute and leave this promoter high and dry or do we just show up? And I have and... a I have a thing about that. I don't yeah. like canceling gigs. Yeah. Like if yeah. we have a gig and we can play it, even if it's like just the guitar and the drummer and we're missing the bass player, we just do it anyways. Even if it's like a, for a puppet show. Yeah, even yeah. if both of you were sick and it was just me, the drummer, yeah. I would still go play yeah. by myself. We, we called it, we white striped that show. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it doesn't work well. Right. I just remembered our most Spinal Tap moment. Oh, yeah, what? Uh, our very, was it our first show or our second show? It was canceled entirely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our debut no, show. No. Debut show. That's right. First We're show ever. Place in San Francisco. I don't even remember like the name. Ugly Pete's or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And we like were on our way. We had a pre party. Yeah, we had a we pre-party, pre-party at my house. And we were all ready to go. And then there was an email. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, oh, turns out this place isn't even booking music. Yeah, <laughs> they stopped booking shows like a month before. Didn't let the fans, didn't let let the fans know. know. Yeah. Luckily, our um, our official first show was much better than that, and we played with um, Southern Culture on the Skids. Oh, what a, so, oh, so yeah, fun. so it worked out for us, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, that is pretty fun. That <laughs> excellent. Yeah, wow. So those uh, some great stories there. All right. So getting back to the movie. Yeah. Uh, around uh, halfway through this minute, we segue from uh, from the interview to uh, some of the more on scene stuff, where uh, we see the the band arriving at the opening night party in New York. And one of the interesting things I found just when they're arriving, so Ian is saying. Uh, they call this place Soho. Yeah. And David says, so what? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a Soho in London. Like, so he may not be familiar with Soho, New York City, but he is familiar with the concept of a neighborhood called Soho. So, but, <laughs> so I don't know if I really, so I don't know if I, I don't understand that reaction. You know, so there's, there's Soho in London, there's Soho in New York. Is he being snarky or is it like, like, so what? Or is it more like he's legitimate? I, I interpret it as like he's legitimately asking, like, I don't know, maybe he didn't, like, he doesn't understand what Ian's saying. He's like, yeah. so what? Uh, but maybe he's yeah. just, maybe he doesn't care where he is. And that's what he. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was weird that he had to tell them they were in Soho. <laughs> <laughs> Like, was that new? I don't know the history of, you know, all those abbreviations of the different areas of, you know, New York. But it doesn't really been... matter. They're they're not moving in. They're just attending yeah. this party. So And they've been a touring band for at least, what, 15, 20 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they yeah. probably even know. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I thought, what I was trying to figure out here right at the beginning when they first show up is that it looks like they're almost like what do you call this with their i think of this as opening like a lift yeah mm-hmm. like an mm-hmm. elevator freight elevator or something like freight a freight up. elevator but it does, it also looks like they're outside like the lighting to me makes it oh. seem like they're outside hmm. you know what i mean like on mm-hmm. on, on the street yeah so maybe they opening a security gate oh. yeah. yeah i just thought it was awkward uh elevator lighting but yeah yeah interesting. yeah i don't know it looked like out it just looks like outdoor lighting to me, but what you know, to me that looks like outdoor, but I don't know. But yeah, so um, and we've also got the drummer's got his headband. He's got a good look headband, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like a peach jacket with yeah, like the black head. It's a yeah, it's a look. It looks like he belongs in a Cars or something. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. He's the one that wears tends to wear makeup and like bl- blush eyeliner. Yeah. Yeah, and then we've got our cavalcade of guests. I'm looking at the overhead shot right now. Well, we're all looking at it. (laughs) So it's interesting. So this party is, it looks like it's in full swing. It's, yeah, there's that overhead shot around second 40 um, where like the the place is full, people have drinks in hand, but the party's for the band. The band is just arriving. So are they late or is everyone else early or are they just, they're going to party and, if a band shows up, they show up. Thing like they're not just the party was not waiting on the band. Right, it's for the corporate people. 
Yeah. yeah, it's more like an industry party. Yeah, industry yeah. party. Yeah. And maybe the band's going to be there. We'll make it. I mean, yeah, I've been to a lot of parties that are like a yeah corporate thing where it's people don't really care why they're there. They were just told like, hey, there will be free drinks and uh, mm-hmm. finger foods. Yeah. Right, right. Show up. Yeah, and I really like this one guy's outfit where he's got like leather, the classic kind of motorcycle leather jacket. But it, he's got it belted and zipped like halfway <laughs> up with maybe an open white shirt. There does seem to be yeah, a lot with of like the big white collar over yeah. the jacket. It was like a lot more conservative dress than I would expect. Yeah, that guy in the suit and tie right yeah. there in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's right like here. the uh, yeah. the label. Yeah, the they're all those those guys label. almost look like Mormons. Yeah, they're Mormons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a yacht club. There's a yacht club thing right. going on yeah. here too. Yeah. Or they just. They just came straight from their job on. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's an interesting mix. Is this lady in the all red? Mm -hmm. She could be maybe an artist or creative person. She might be like a a writer. She may be like she covers the music industry, or she's in you know publishing or marketing or something. I tell you, I'm I'm obsessed. I have to mention this one guy. Oh, I Um, hope it's the same guy. Around second forty two forty three, uh huh. In the gray jacket, the black shirt, and a cloud yes. of smoke. Yes. Yeah, I'm and looking he right is now. almost so. There's this this minute, and it goes into the next minute. The party continues. Almost every shot. Yeah. He's in the background. He's fluttering yeah. around. You know, he he's kind of almost in between when when Ian and Bobby first meet and are saying hello and they hug. You know, mm-hmm. he's right there with a cloud of smoke from his cigarette. And yeah. every shot of the band, he's in the background. He, he doesn't have any lines, but he's yeah. like in every scene. He's, he's kind of Richard Belzer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. To me, he's Richard Belzer crossed with Kurt Loder. Mm-hmm. And, and again, you know, clearly I'm a Cars fan. A little bit of yeah. Rico Kasich. A little too. bit of Rico yeah. Kasich. Yeah, sure. definitely. Definitely. And I think this guy has a name. Mm. And I'm not certain because he doesn't have any lines. They don't address him. But there's a character in the credits, Angelo, I'm going to try to pronounce this, Angelo Dementabellio. Hmm. And the, the actor is Sandy Helberg. Hmm. And the, the picture on IMDb is kind of what Sandy Helberg looks like now versus what he looked like in 1982. Okay. But I think that's him. I think it's the same guy. Hmm. Um, so it's interesting that that. You know, this guy is credited. The character has a name. And not only that, there's another character that's billed as Angelo's associate. And so I don't know. If... the guy in the tan leather coat next to him? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's, yeah. So there's another credit that's just Angelo's associate. I don't know who that is. I think, but I think, yeah. So I think that guy actually has a name, which, which, I'm very happy because it was frustrating me. Like, just who is that guy who's just hanging around? He's in every scene. He's, you know, he's, and this is, well, I guess this is a private loft, so you, they could smoke inside. But it, that's unusual these days that you're in a party. Um, oh, but back then, back people smoked like, all the time. Oh, but God. even at this party, I don't think there are, uh, well, Bobby might, yeah, Bobby has a cigarette, but there's not a lot of smoking. But this guy just has this cloud of smoke with him. Yeah. Wherever he goes, and he's, yeah, he's just he's hanging around. To me, he looks like a music critic, mm-hmm. or critic, yeah. or somebody from like a 
slash or a coke right. dealer. Yeah, or a coke <laughs> dealer. Yeah. Maybe he's the coke dealer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got, but he's this makes me guy. wonder. Oh yeah, there he is. He's definitely yeah. smoking. Yeah. So what makes me wonder? This makes me wonder if because they shoot a tremendous amount of film for these movies. It yes. makes me wonder if he had a part. You know, yeah. Uh, cut. At some point, that they just cut because it didn't make sense with the storyline, or it was too much. You know. Yeah. Yeah, because also those glasses, like, um, I don't remember the names of the other guys besides Rick Ocasek, but I think one of the other guys in the band had those kind of glasses uh, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, he's got those like it's they're not they're not full on dark sunglasses, but they're like tinted. They're probably prescription, but he's got mm-hmm. tinted glasses that he wears all the time, even though it's inside at night. And yeah. he's got the black shirt with the black tie oh, it's on. A turquoise jewel. Yeah. Yeah. Turquoise yeah. jewelry. Oh, yes. yeah, ring. yeah. He's got, you know, a little bit of the little bit of feathered hair. It's not too long, but there's a little bit of a feather to it in front. Is that um, a black tie on a on a yeah. black shirt? He's yeah, it's the black, black on black. Yeah. Oh. The Pregis. Oh, good. <laughs> the oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Fifteen years in advance. <laughs> yeah. He he might like, be the, the, the guy now kind of situation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, he's, I want the I want the follow up well, movie like, on that guy. In his mind, he's still at this party. <laughs> yeah, when you said you were obsessed with this guy, Sean, I knew exactly is who that you were the talking guy? about because I was feeling the same thing. And the other thing that I've noticed about this scene is the weird lighting and the weird, like yeah, there's like a Tiffany lamp. Yeah, yeah. it's like a that's that reminds me of the '70s a well, little bit more. That yeah, there's almost. Lights. It almost looks like a lamp post. Mm. Well, that's yeah. In yeah. the background, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a lamp post, but on the table, only on the table. Yeah, one with the fringe on it. But then the rest of it's all like pure one import. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tan and ferns and yeah. yeah. It's it's like a mishmash of a lot of different styles in, in the decorating. It's an interesting oh, loft. Good time for inquiry. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. I think it was a great time for interior it, decorators. Yeah, maybe. maybe yeah. But in the arc of history, I feel like that's yeah. going to be not a good time period. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think this guy really does get a lot of screen time, kind of more than anybody else. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he has a name because in my notes, I just called him the cigarette smoking man. Oh, oh. Man. <laughs> yeah, he could yeah. be a young version of the cigarette smoking man, yeah. too. Yeah. Huh? So, but now we know he's he's Angelo, but yeah. and you can actually see so yeah. So when they first meet around second forty, when Ian and, and Bobby hug hello, he's kind of make give giving Ian a little bit of a stink face, and he's blowing his smoke. Mm-hmm. And all the way at the end of the minute, like at the very end, second fifty nine, it's a close up on Bobby, and there's that guy like right behind her. Yeah, like is he 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 must be just circling. Like yeah. a shark, he's just circling Bobby and the band yeah. the whole time that, that they're filming this. I feel like that jacket only ever lived in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's like uh maybe he's like obsessed with either her or the band and just oh. wants to be around them. You know the guy you know that guy or person that just like hovers like mm-hmm. near yeah. the celebrity just to like waiting to be noticed? Yeah. Maybe he's that guy. Maybe. Or he's listening in for some dirt. I feel like Grant always has someone like that in our shows. You know, just hanging around him, watching him, following I don't him know. around. No, no, you get all the people talking to you. I, you. Yeah, you're much more approachable. I feel like Don gets a lot of attention because he's the 
de facto frontman be you know the songwriter guitar and player the guitar he player play faster than everyone he's yeah. very attractive <laughs> and then uh, and then you get a lot of people I think just because your personality you're very outgoing I always feel like I'm just packing up stuff for so long I'm doing right. something wrong right. I no, need no, to I'm, change my routine a bit I'm talking mm. about how there's always someone just kind of following you oh yeah you might not notice but I see these people oh yeah you should let me know when that happens <laughs> it's kind of like a thing for me to watch <laughs> do I need to file restraining orders I feel like if you if they vomit in your mouth and you die I can write a blog <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true yeah so we're just kind of looking here at the last few seconds where Bobby's Bobby Fleckman's glad handing everybody and she's mm -hmm. got that her fancy outfit with a lot of gold some gold brocade and sort of sheer almost looks like it's very formal evening kind of yeah. well 80s formal 80s formal well, yeah it's, <laughs> so it's very like timing. evening formal she's got like metal fans in her hair yeah on the bun she's you know, I mean, it's 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 early '80s, so she's only going to look so good. But uh, <laughs> you know, for well, the, for the time you, period, she's doing okay, I'd say. Yeah, and I mean, she's Fran Drescher, a very beautiful woman. So '80s was harsh with the makeup and stuff yeah. like that. You know, wasn't the best, but she's a lovely person. I'm just pausing also here at 53, or David's front and center, but we're really getting to see. Derek's blinged out leather jacket. I mean, it's crazy looking. Oh, it's what? got it's, like yeah. So I I, I noticed the, the kind of studded leather jacket, but it's not just silver studs. Yeah, right at that second, you can see there's like multicolored jeweled studs going on. Yeah. So it's That's I guess it's, it's his evening dress up leather. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's on the sleeve and the lapel, right? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, so, I mean, we saw him on stage in earlier minutes, um, you know, before wearing, we got you guys in here, and he was wearing his bondage look. Mm, so this looks belts like... Belts and dog collars. And, yeah, this looks like the dressed-up version of the, yeah. the bondage. Oh, yeah. So much leather. That's what's over the fit. Yeah. Yeah, he probably has the bondage outfit on underneath just that case. jacket. Yeah. <laughs> you just it's never a, yeah. know. You never know. <laughs> Yeah, that's something. That's something else. Because David's wearing, yeah, his is a little bit more, what do you call that? The white, he, he, yeah, he looks cream a little colored like, jacket. Yeah, he looks a little new wave almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, he's got, you know, the, a tie, but it's loosened with the collar open and a jacket. But, uh, I mean, that would, that would be, he could wear that today. That's even, you know, a little bit more than business casually because he's got the tie. But Maybe not the sort of off-white jacket, though. No. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Yeah. What I also love about this party is that like a lot of these industry people, they're, they're the same people who are going to very quickly <laughs> raise issue with their album cover. Right. They're going to start pulling tour dates. Uh -huh. They're going <laughs> to like send them out to uh, all kinds of, you know, they're just going to pull all kinds of support. But right now they're just, they're just hugs and kisses right. and support, but they're about to stab the band in the back. Yeah. With a series of. <laughs> Underhanded instant. Well, they need something to do. Right? It's a free drink party. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Everybody loves you when there's an open bar. Yeah, there's yeah, an open bar. Exactly. probably snacks. Yeah. <laughs> but there's still no hint yet that this is like their their Ending. flop. Yeah. No. Yeah. Album. They still think they're they're yeah. in for the best. They're being tour they're ever. being set up for what is going to be the worst tour of their life. Mm -hmm. That's about to mm -hmm. kick off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, we're seven minutes in, so everything's still looking good. Mm -hmm. the, the footage of them in New York performing, it was a full house, and everybody was leaning in and really excited and yelling and screaming. So, so far with this band, besides this drummer situation that they've mentioned, <laughs> it seems like they're doing all right. Yeah, so I, I don't really, I don't see the need to watch the rest of the movie. Obviously, they're very successful. They've sold millions of records. Yeah, they go on to have a, a yeah. wonderful tour with many with many gigs that are all sold out. So, uh, all right, good job, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was that simple. Well, all right, so, uh, yeah, anything else on Minute 7? I was just going to say here at the end, too, now we're starting to see uh, a bit more of a glimpse of what Ian does how he helps the band mm -hmm. by cluing them in on who Bobby Fleckman is and kind of, you know, as we'll see through future minutes, how he kind of stewards them through the, the glad handing that they have to do. We need someone like that. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we definitely need someone to come with us places <laughs> and just tell us who we should and shouldn't talk to. And... Oh yeah. <laughs> That'd be really helpful. Then maybe I won't get kissed by a racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> kissed by a racist. <laughs> All right, and I think we have a title for this episode. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I have anything else for this particular minute. I know we were talking about um um every few episodes here we've asked our guests if they have any favorite documentaries music related documentaries oh. or music related um movies so maybe we can talk about that now if you guys have anything in particular any favorite movies music related you want to share yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean i yeah i'm i've watched a bunch uh i love i mean the beatles anthology and there are moments in this even that it's funny, it, the Beatles anthology came out later, but it was like almost like they modeled the Beatles anthology on some of the, the setup footage here where they talk about uh, Nigel and David as youths and they have the pictures of them with the guitar. and mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that was really well done. I haven't watched it in a long time, so maybe I don't know how well it's. Aimed. But I also just watched one recently on uh, the band Big Star. I think it's called mm. Nothing Can Hurt Me. Mm hmm. Mm. And it's really well done. I, I've watched a lot of bad documentaries, and this was it clearly stood out as a great one. Just really good storytelling. It's a fascinating and heartbreaking story of the band Big Star. I highly recommend watching it, whether or not you uh, like their music. Good. I love Big Star. Good. That was a good one. I, I've been a, a longtime Rush fan, and I watched the documentary that came out a few years ago about them. And I was like grinning ear to ear watching the entire thing because they are kind of a private band. Like mm -hmm. you don't know a whole lot about them. And so it was really cool to see this glimpse into their lives. But it was actually fairly boring. Like they, yeah. they're, they talk about how like they, I, I can't remember if it was Led Zeppelin. They were out on tour with somebody and they'd be like, yeah, let's go party. Everyone want to go party? And then they'd knock on Rush's door and they'd be like, oh, we're just going to read. You know, so, you know, <laughs> they were much more mellow and got into less trouble, but. I watched. It's still um, worth a watch. Did you watch the uh, Nina Simone documentary? Yeah, it was called "What What Happened, Simone." Is that yeah, what yeah. That was really well done. I I learned a lot about her that I had no idea. Yeah, me uh, too. And I really love her music. Every time, I mean, she's so you know you can tell who it is right away. Mm -hmm. And I thought that documentary was really well done. Um, and I learned so much from watching it. I I didn't watch it all in one night. It it was uh I took up two or three nights to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, it was. 
it was it was deep. There was no there's no humor in it. It's not funny. It's yeah. not. It's not. You know, something. Yeah. La- it's her life was crazy and yeah. really cool. The other one that I found fascinating was a Tom Petty yeah. documentary. Mm, it was very like long. Really, four hours. Or yeah, something. it's four hours. Yeah. Again, oh it's God. not a one nighter. Yeah. Um, but it was great. I mean, and I le- again learned tons about Tom Petty that I had no idea. And I've always liked. I've been a fan of Tom Petty for a long time. And um, just the simple music, solid melodies, good good lyrics and like I, I just feel like watching the documentary gave me a, a new respect for him mm-hmm. but I want to tell you another documentary story I watched the 30 seconds to Mars documentary mm-hmm. which none of your fans have heard <laughs> Not, nobody's watched it but I thought it was it was I, I've heard their late their I don't know if it's their last album the album this is war and the documentary is about that mm. and um, and throughout the whole documentary Jared Leto who is totally full of himself, um, talks about how he's not full of himself. How is that possible? And then, and then, and then at one scene in the documentary, and this is where I just laughed out loud in the middle. He's walking on, he's like, I just need a break, you guys. I'm just going to go out on the beach and walk. And he has got his hood on so nobody can tell who he is. And of course, some girls are like, oh, Jared Leto, oh my gosh. And he's like, okay, I'll take some pictures. I'll sign some autographs. I didn't want this. And you're like, you walked down Santa Monica Beach with a film crew. I see right through you. Like oh my God. So I thought that it was a laugh out loud moment in a documentary. Yeah. Although I, it was it was still fascinating um, to, to see their them recording. And, you know, again, none of your listeners have seen that documentary. I Take your word for it. It was on Netflix, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he stays up pretty I late. I stay up very late. Just to watch things like that. We actually had a, a, one of our other guests mention how much he liked that Russian mentor. Yeah. He really liked the um, kind of the boring parts. It's yeah. Like, too. It's like, I mean, it was just nice to see him hanging out, having tea or just lunch or whatever. Yeah. And as a like musician, that. especially, like just hearing, having a glimpse into their process and everything was, yeah, it was really fun. All right. You guys watched the Wrecking Crew documentary? Yeah, I think, and I think we, we've we've talked about that in a previous episode. But yeah, that's I mean that's great music and and a great documentary. Yes, yeah. oh, that one that one's really great. Yeah, that one's like you just want to watch it. Just put every single hit after hit after hit. Yeah, just the soundtrack is like, oh my god, these people made this song and this song and this song. But it's also, I was thinking about it today, about how it's, it's kind of depressing. If I was thinking about being like a musician in that era and not realizing that all these songs are being made by the same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it was really fascinating for me. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, a non-musical documentary that's really mm-hmm. good is the the National Parks documentary. Oh, that wow. one's like 12 hours or Oh, something. my God. And it's Ken Burns. Lots of great painting wow. shots. Oh, and musically related, his jazz documentary is also like 12 hours and is incredible. Oh um, but yeah, Ken Burns, you know, he's like the documentary king. Um, but his National Parks documentary is going to make you want to go hiking in Yosemite. Like, Good. you're going to get off your couch as soon as it's done and go outside. Mm. Uh, but the jazz one is also really, really well done. There's so many we should maybe make a list and put it on our oh, website because right. there's a lot of them that I love and then... It seems like once I get in front of the mic, I just can't really remember mm. the titles mm. of them yep. or all I say about them is that one was good. Yeah. That one was really good. You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're just going to kind of wrap things up now. Sean, actually, we lost him in the recording here, just here at the oh, end. Boy. Could there but, be a, you think there could be a gardening yeah. accident? Oh, it could be. Maybe. I didn't hear any powered like yeah. you know, things in the background. 
<laughs> I guess only time time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> so okay, so I'm just gonna wrap us up here. We're you know we've I think we've exhausted this minute. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, anyways. Um, you know we'll we'll learn more about Bobby Fleckman and her her relationship with the band a bit more in future minutes. But yeah, I think for now we'll just get things all tidied up here and um i want to thank you guys for joining us and coming on over this is our first experiment of having um three people live in in studio <laughs> here over in um in oakland california and in, in uh, spinal tap minute west it seemed like it worked out pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. Cozy, All our pants are still on. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> so, yeah. So we hope you enjoyed the, you know, seventh episode of Spinal Tap Minute. We're going to just keep plugging along here and get some new guests coming in. Um, we've got some exciting ones coming up. I'm just going to leave it at that. And uh, you'll have to tune in to find out who those people are. But we've just secured some really fantastic guests. And you can stay connected with us through Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and all that jazz just by going to SpinalTapMinute.com. Everything is connected there. And that's how you can also subscribe and keep keep up with all these episodes. And um, I think that'll be it for today. What else would you guys like to share? Uh, last week or yesterday, you plugged your upcoming show and your website. Anything else? You you kind of tease that you might have a new oh, we have album? A new, yeah, we have a new seven inch record coming out, out. Yep. called cool. Above Snakes. Nice and name. It's got four songs. And the cover is in 3D. Yeah. Oh it comes God. with 3D glasses. It comes with 3D. It's provided. Nice. Yeah. So you'll you'll get the total immersive experience. It was uh, illustrated by our friend Josh Ellingson, who did our cover for our last CD. He's um, great. He's great. He's, he's great. fantastic. You can currently see his work on uh, Bart Train. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the other day. Not on the outside, but on no, the no, inside. No, no. Yeah. No, he did those blue strings. Ha ha ha. Regional jokes. <laughs> um, yeah, the show is April 14th. Yeah, so Friday night at the knockout. Yeah. One of our favorite places in San to Francisco. Play. Yep. Do you guys know who else you're playing with that night? That would be a great thing. Okay. I think I know, oh. but I have to look. Okay. So you guys talk about something else. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually, I have a show poster. I, I love playing the knockout. And that's where you guys played without me or with yeah. my mm. skull. Yeah, that's where we played our um, white stripes. <laughs> but I have a show poster from one time we played there with uh, Rocket Ship, Rocket Ship, I think. Mm -hmm. And I just love, it's this nice illustrated like uh, space person and that's the uh mm -hmm. the the owner oh one of the owners dx the booker yeah did the uh did the illustration for oh. that he does he illustrates a bunch of the posters so Very it's great cool. when you play a show there that he books he'll he'll do an amazing poster for you too it's a good bonus and the that's bottom awesome. says something like cold beer hot nuts purdy girls tacos next door <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds like a perfect night yeah, forget about the music i figured it out oh we're playing with the adam age oh yes yeah. and we've played with, their, pals, uh, yeah. with them before this is great yeah. Yeah, yes cool. this is not a new it's thing. a familiar recipe that works out well it's gonna be yeah it's like butter and sugar Oh, so delicious. Mm. Yeah. Which one are we? Well, it doesn't matter which one we are. The point is, when you put them together, oh. yeah. you know? You get sugary butter. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's the start of something great every time. Yeah, yeah you just got to coat popcorn in uh -huh. it. Yeah. You're good to go. 
Well, cool. I think we're going to close up then. And um, hopefully by next episode, we'll have Sean back. Uh, and um... <laughs> should maybe send over Scotland Yard. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, Sean Stumpy Jr. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> replace him. Oh, no. We better not call him Stumpy. Uh, okay. So thank you again, everybody. And so say all of us. Tap, tap into, into America. America.